back to the second hour of Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Uh, I'm Harmony Kaplan. I think I still am Harmony Kaplan. I believe so. And I believe you are still Grant Whitaker. Yeah. And Allie will be back next week, but I am happy to have you here this week. And this is the time of the show where we take questions. So if you want some fashion advice or you have comments or questions, anything, you can call us at 651 641 1071. You always can email us. You go to the mytalk1071.com shop girls page. Um, and on Twitter, I am at Harmony Kaplan. And he is Grant Whitaker Creative. Grant W. But, Creative. But, oh, really? See, yeah. I thought I wrote it down right. Grant well, it is w- Grant Whitaker Creative. Oh, so I. But, but on Instagram. But that's, I was just going to say, I knew it wasn't on um, Twitter. It's just Grant W. But creative. if you have a question, yes. we are happy to take it right now at 651-641-1071. And if I haven't looked at the screen, Lexi, let me know if there is um, a caller. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Grant, as long as I have you here, yes, it's time to talk about... You know, everybody is talking about the 2024 shows for spring, but, you know, fall is what we're in now. Yes. So I know that you know about the top color colors that are going to be out for um, fall that we should all be looking for. Can you tell us about them, what you think of them at all? Yeah, you know, it's so funny just wrapping up like show season and really just immersing yourself in all things trend because, of course, that's what we have to do. Yep. You know, there is really a great return right now to all things what we're calling the classic camel. So what that means is if you are an enthusiast who really kind of likes your browns, those great statements could be cream, little lighter beiges, all those things. It's a great time to get those out, wear them. You know, we did something very unique with them and and mixed in a lot of metallics because those are really prevalent and popular right now. So it's a great way to take your neutrals and update them or make them a little bit more formal. I have to say, I've never been like a brown person. Mm -hmm. I've never thought. But in seeing the new things that are out there, I have to say, I kind of like the look and it's a warm look for fall. There's a lot of colors. What would you suggest? To, to wear with, if you had brown pants, yes. what colors would you suggest to wear with them? You know, I love right now, which uh, we or me or relatively other people have kind of called this as well. I called it the coffee effect. And then I think Vogue actually called it the latte effect. Ah, um, But I love thinking about like all the different things that you can take into looking at like a cup of coffee. So do you like your cream? Do you like your sugar? Do you like a little bit of like like that dusted pearl essence or gold on top of it? So if you have a great pair of brown pants, treat it as the best neutral. You could warm it up. You could add a little bit of metallic to it. You know, it really is just a staple piece. Navy is always also really good with brown. Yeah. People forget that. Oh, right. You know, so and with brown, if you have a latte and yes, you spill it, exactly. no problem. Right. So you have to think about that. You know, olive green is also like really, really, really prevalent again this season and all the different ways and forms. But, you know, it's funny because we see it a lot, but it's less military inspired. It's actually a little bit more formal, like you'll find it in great suits, great coats, great double breasted coats. I mean, lots of kind of fun things. That looks good with red. It does. It looks really great with red. It also looks really great to a few because a lot of people don't think about this combination. 
But imagine like the best olive green kind of double breasted coat with cream colors underneath oh, it, sure. more ivories. Yep. Can be really, really nice. Um, gray is kind of oddly had its like comeback this season mm. because it's everywhere. Sure. You know, and we know that that's a great color for winter as well, but it just seems like they're styling it a little bit different. Yeah. So in terms of camel, brown, all those things, but you know, that kind of like really intense, vibrant red. Is everywhere. Oh, yeah. During the the summer and, you know, with how they have all the looks. The, yes. You know, this core and that core. And there was the tomato girl red. Yes. Yeah. But it's also like it, there it, that tomato also goes a little bit more red pumpkin spice. Mm. You know, we showed a lot of that kind of in the end of Fashion Office because yeah. it's just out there. Yellow, of course, is out there and great kind of like winter trends this season. Great coats, great tweeds, all of those things. So it's a good time to kind of take your neutrals and just add a little pump of color. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I always think it's interesting that, um, you know, obviously the shows have to be far ahead and yes. all of that. But, you know, I don't really care about spring. I want to know what to wear now. So that's a, that's good information. It's and, also a good time to get your jeans out because, like, there is just everything in denim right now. Yeah. And and what do you think? Do you think like you know you see jeans obviously with the sweatshirts or with mm-hmm. sweaters or blouses? What do you think about it? I, I've seen pictures, you know, like the sequin top yeah. with jeans. I think it's great. There's do you think also it's great for day or only night or what? what? I think it's a great option to go. Like yes, I could wear this. I could wear those same jeans and and go shopping. But then I could come home and throw my sequin top out and go out with the girls and have a great time. But yeah. it's also for men and for women. There are like full denim like double-breasted suits out there, which are really fabulous. Isn't that the Canadian tuxedo? Well, that could be, yes. Yes, all denim. But it's just so fun. And like, you know, like I said, metallics and the best wear out there. Silver coats, gold coats. I mean, just that adornment of like adding metallic to things is really kind of prevalent this season. Okay, that's fun. So you're talking about jeans. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I found this interesting. I mean, it was I, I had this story to talk about, and then I saw it all over the news, too. The CEO of Levi Strauss, mm-hmm. Charles Berg, I believe you would say. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He was giving a speech, and he was talking about denim and yeah. how you clean it. Mm-hmm. And he said he does not use a washing machine to clean his denim. He did. That you should never do that. That, And certainly he said there are people who like wash their jeans after every wear and all. He said, you know, there's no need to do that. But what he said is, if you're going to wash them, just wear them into the shower. That's exactly what he said. Yep. He said, if you drop some curry, he said, if I drop some curry on my jeans, I'm going to clean it. But I'll spot clean it. And if they get really gross... I've been sweating and all. I'll wash them in the shower. (laughs) And he said that you just get in. He said washing jeans is, in fact, a major part of the clothing's carbon footprint. And the denim industry consumes a lot of water on the product side and so on the production side. So he said he really thinks it's important that you don't, you know, use more water than you need to wash them. And they certainly don't have to be washed after everywhere. But he said you just get in the shower and you wash them down with soap and um, you're good to go. Yeah. 
So or I maybe know. a little old spice or whatever he uses. <laughs> you think that might be a good well, idea? Well, it's just so interesting because, like, I mean, he really was talking about just getting in the shower and washing your jeans and hanging them up. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that. I, I never thought about it. But I, I mean, I don't know if it sounds awful, but I certainly don't wash my jeans after everywhere. I, I wear them a number of times. Well, it's like it's like people talking about, like, how you don't watch a, wash, like, a certain skillet, you know, like, because you just... You rinse it out, you oil it back down, you know. Really? Yeah. Like I don't know about those things. Yeah. Well, like, isn't it like the, what are the cast iron ones that you're not supposed to? Oh, really? Maybe that's what's wrong with my pan that I bought. Maybe. And it gets rusty. But like I, I saw this report once on the Today Show and this woman was saying the same thing. Like literally just soap them down, rinse them off. You know, like if they get too wet. Toss them in the dryer. Don't put the heat on. It's really interesting. Like all these different treatments. Apparently, they're supposed to get softer and softer and softer as you wear them. As you wear them. Yeah. I have, I, I splurged and bought rag and bone jeans that Which are great really jeans. Jean. I mean, it's like printed yeah. on. And I love them. Yeah. I have to say, they're soft. They're not hard. They're they're elastic waist. Yeah, and they're comfortable. And um, maybe it's cheating, but I really like them. So. Well, and it's funny too because like there are also like track suits that are like that, uh, like three like like three dimensional printing that look like denim. Yeah, yeah. So you can go that way. Yes. I wonder if those should still be washed in the shower. Well, if you're going to be sweaty in them, I would hope so. Oh, I'm not. Going oh, to I mean in the washing machine, not in the shower. In the yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be sweaty. You might wash yourself in the shower. Yeah, that's not ever bad. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, you choose and, it gets and do what you want to yes. do. So we have to take a break. And then when we come back, you know what it's going to be time for. It's Harmony's Tech Report. So don't go away. We'll be right back. I used to haunt this house. The sweet couple who live here were terrified. But then they joined the YMCA. Now they're less stressed, and I can't scare them anymore. I write things on the mirror, and they think it's cute. I flicker the lights, and they laugh. It's like the Y improved their well-being and calmed their minds. (sighs) Want to annoy your ghost? Get healthy at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Harmony Kaplan with Grant Whitaker. Grant, you I know you've been sitting on the edge of your seat. Completely. Just waiting. Yeah. Because you know what's coming. It is time for Harmony's Tech Report. The internet is, is a series of tubes. Time once again for Harmony's Tech Report. I'm Have really you, hoping this is a good one. Well, I'm hoping it is too. <laughs> Have you got a pencil out to take notes? Because there are a lot of important things that I've, you I've need got it. to I'm know. Ready. Um, Walmart is testing more AI and AR, augmented reality, um, shopping tools. So they are doing more with these tools to improve search capabilities and to help shoppers when they've got complex purchases and to, they can also help customers prioritize, prioritize product features and all of the above, all of these kind of things. So they're also testing. I mean, Walmart is on the cutting edge with a lot of these things. They're also testing a voice assisted hands free shopping tool on mm. their website. 
And they're testing voice commands and also voice assistant uh, conversations, booking pickup and delivery times and other functions like that. They're experimenting with a spatial design tool that uses generative AI and augmented reality tech to help customers design rooms that are based on their budgets so that, you know, they can really, you know, not be looking at things that wouldn't fit with what what they need. Right. So they're, um, in addition to all this, Walmart's also developing virtual commerce so shoppers can actually buy physical items in a virtual environment. You know, sometimes there are things on the virtual screen there but you can't actually get them but they want to make it so that you can um they've tested the capability already with the online game house flip Hmm. you know that game i don't No, me either but it it's the whole idea is to connect the virtual reality um commerce capabilities to their stores well we've talked about that in the past there was a local company that was working wasn't it black retail i think ali had reported once that was working on a lot of the technology for Walmart. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a lot of that going on. And, you know, I'm sure they're not the only company doing this, Mm -hmm. but um, they are a very big one. Yes. And they are trying to um, see what they can do to make things easier. You know, I hope those kind of things work because I still find when I call and get all of just the voice, um, what do you call it? I mean, you know, you don't get a person when you... And they never, they don't hear you, right? I was trying to pay a bill the other night, and they wanted my card number. I gave it, and then they repeated it, and it was wrong, and I know I said it right. And it gets so frustrating. So I hope if they come up with these tools, they really work. That they're more user-friendly. That would be nice. Yes, Yes, exactly. So Best Buy Health is now expanding into prescription diabetes medical tech sales and delivery. Um, it's the first move to sell medical devices that require prescriptions. And Best Buy soon will offer glucose monitoring machines for delivery to customers' homes. It's interesting mm. how they're yeah. you know, branching out into Absolutely. other areas now. So they would be selling this Dexacom G7. It's a continuous glucose monitoring system that helps manage diabetes. And this is through their new online platform that is called Wellness Best Buy Health. Mm-hmm. So to actually go to the platform, it's wellness.bestbyhealth.com. Um, and more, I didn't realize that more than 10% of the U.S. population has diabetes. So, you know, they they are looking at this as something that they can do obviously business wise it's a smart move but it also will help people they've partnered with clinicians at virtual care platform wheel and they will determine if um people are eligible to to get this or not um and what best buy says is our customers come to best buy for our wide selection of the latest and most innovative tech including our large selection of health and wellness products and this is something that they feel is, I mean, obviously they're not doing it totally out of the goodness of their hearts, but it is something that can maybe um, make a difference in their business, but also help people. And they're expected to start making orders by the end of November. And eventually the customers with existing prescriptions can upload those to Best Buy's wellness site and have it sent to well, them. Well, speaking of making things more user-friendly, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. 
So, I mean, that's something that uh, is coming up in November. Now, I thought this was interesting. T-Mobile, who mm-hmm. do you use for your carrier? Uh, AT&T. Okay, well, I have T-Mobile. And they are moving subscribers uh, of some of their older unlimited plans to new ones, not necessarily telling them that. So the plans will apply to users on the one simple choice, Magenta and Magenta 55 Plus plans. And what this will do, it will begin in November with the November billing cycle. But the price increase to customers will vary depending on their plan, but it would probably be about 5 to $10 per line. Now, you can opt out of it. But you got to know that. Right. And not everybody's going to know that. They're going to think, oh, okay, they've raised the price again. And in order to actually opt out, you have to call T-Mobile's customer care support line. So, you know, this is a public service announcement because not everybody would know that. And I'm going to get right on that. Well, I think that's great. Yeah, I don't want to have that go up when I don't have to. Yes. So here's another interesting, you know, I've always thought that 3D printing was, I just don't totally understand it. But I love it. Up front. Yeah. But it's amazing what they can do. So listen to this one. Researchers at Texas A&M University are working on a new method of pharmaceutical 3D printing that could make it easier for children to take their medicine. They can print precise dose tablets in, and they can do it in child-friendly shapes and flavors. And right now they're focusing on just two drugs for pediatric AIDS, but it could be this process could be extended to print other medicines and well as well. And there are other 3D methods that are being tried in other countries as well. So I, I think it's fascinating that I, I still don't understand it. They print 3D houses. I know, it's I mean, beyond amazing, isn't it? I don't it? get it. I really don't. But you I, report on it a lot. Well, I do because I think you're getting down. You're learning more and more and more about think? it. Yes. Maybe one day I will have a 3D printer. You're making me smarter through the process. Oh, I hope so, Grant. <laughs> um, this is something that nobody's going to want to hear because most people have Netflix, it seems. They're going to increase their prices once again. Mm-hmm. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, but they said within the next few months after the Hollywood actor strike ends, um, which right now is at a standstill, so it's yes. not going to happen immediately. But they are planning, Netflix is planning to raise their prices in several markets globally, starting with the U.S. and Canada. Um, so, you know, I mean, right now the standard tier is fifteen fifty, and the premium is close to $20. So that's not anything that any of us are going to look forward to, but it's coming. We all have streaming services we don't need. Maybe we'll get rid of some Well, of but those. maybe the extras will make a little bit more money exactly. these days, right? And there's your report, and we'll be back with a special guest right after this. Welcome back to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Harmony Kaplan with Grant Whitaker. And Grant, we sometimes at this show, mm-hmm. we know like you know a lot about fashion and I, you know, I try, but you know, sometimes there are things that we just don't know that much about. And so we think to ourselves, 
we should really ask an expert. We need an expert, expert. Time now for the shop girls to ask. She really knows what she's talking about. She knows everything, everything. An actual expert. Hear that? We've got an expert here. And indeed, we do have an expert here. Yes. <laughs> she's more than an expert. Um, Joy mm-hmm. Tyken, are you there, Joy? I am. Can you hear me? I can we hear can. you. How are you? Oh, thank goodness. I'm, well, a little busy. Um, my studio is packed. I've got, my helpers are in, and I've got model fittings, and um, things are working. All kinds yeah, of things. are working. All right. Well, yeah, and yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, Joy Tyken has a, a line, should we call it, called Joy Noel. She is a designer, and she makes lovely, lovely uh, garments. But what we want to talk to you, because we know you have a show coming up, but we want to talk to you first about sewing and fabrics and how you ever got to this point. So how does one even start? Did you always have an interest in in fabrics and in sewing and all of the all that goes with it? Um, Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I was an Iowa girl, so um, I always wanted to do fashion. I loved watching um miss america pageant oh yeah looking at the dresses and all that stuff um but it was something that i always wanted to do but i you know came from a family that was it's all about you know um doing something that's not so dreamy and so i was a teacher which was a great experience ah. so i started out as a teacher okay I was an art teacher so i started out as an art teacher okay um and i am completely self-taught with what i do really you never took lessons at all in um, sewing. No, not 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 really. I mean, not not really. I wasn't able to do that um, at all. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, I didn't take lessons. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I just had um, food delivered. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't want to interrupt lunch. Um, yeah, <laughs> the no, luxuries of being on radio and being in your studio. <laughs> I'm like, hello. Yeah. Um, no, I'm completely self-taught, and that's I just. But I'm I'm a creative person, and so I kind of jump in and do things, um, and I just start working. So but, as and I've been doing this for 25 years, so I now know. Well, now I think yeah. you know what you're started, doing. I did. Well, so <laughs> yeah. as an expert, you know, you yeah. you obviously are a designer. You have your own atelier. You teach fabulous classes and teach people how to make garments. What do you think makes you the different kind of style aficionado expert? Uh, well, I think because I don't follow trends, mm-hmm. I follow fabric. I like to, I'm a draper, so I drape on the body. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. So do, wait, Joy, I think I just been doing it long enough. Explain that because I don't know that everybody would know what that means because not everybody does drape. I mean, what okay, does that right. entail and how else do designers go about doing things like that? Well, so, I mean, I would say most designers do flat patterns where they do a pattern and then they create the garment, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I do on the dress form or on a client, I drape the fabric and I play around the dress form or play around the body to create a garment. Okay. I, do yeah, you, you find that an, you find that an easier way for you than, than with patterns? 
Well, yeah, because that's how I taught myself. But you so do I taught myself how to do that. Okay, but you do yeah. teach classes, don't you? Tell I us do. about those. I do. Well, so I teach classes, and pretty much I'm teaching the joy method, <laughs> which yeah. is how I do it, which is more intuitive, where each each designer student has a dress form that they've built out to, to be their body, their size of their body, and they drape around the dress form, mm-hmm. and they create garments on the dress form for their body. But do you think, like, you know, obviously we've known each other for a long time. I love working with your designs. Um, you know, as a youngster, I was an intern and spent time behind the scenes with Jill Sander and I would watch her drape. But when I come into your studio, you, you create textures and things that I have never seen before. Mm. Well, okay. So being a Midwestern, uh, designer being from here, I don't have the options of like some big designers where you can go and like have your fabrics made or you can go to Paris and choose exclusive fabrics for your collection. So I make my fabrics. Oh, you do? For my collections. Yeah. So like right now um, I have, I have Angie and Sam and Cody who are my helpers there. I have things pinned down on fabric. They're hand stitching it down to create new textiles. How does one create a fabric? I, I don't even understand. <laughs> okay, so, like, I have this one piece of fabric. I have this one skirt that mm-hmm. I have created where I have I've taken pleated organza. I've turned that into these kind of circles experiences that are placed down on top of each other, and they're stitched down to create this texture that looks like um, mushroom coral. So my collection mm. that I'm working on right now is based on coral reefs, and it's the creature, the, the, the creatures that live within them, the colors and the textures. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking inspiration from things from the ocean, from coral reefs. Well, and like, and so I'm. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, so that's like what I'm doing right now with this one that I was talking about. So if if you go to my Instagram account, I just posted. A, a close-up of this fabric so that you can get an idea of kind of what I'm doing. Well, and I always call you kind of like our local couturier because I see what you do and the manipulation and all the different things. I mean, I, I'm i I'm not giving anything away, I think, but I was in there the other day and saw what looked like feathers, but they weren't feathers. So can right. you g- like talk about the time and the effort that goes into creating what you create? Well, so when I do a collection, I it's it's almost like I get to just do whatever I want, mm-hmm. as opposed to like when I'm working with a client, there's parameters, it's their event, there's like is a budget, there's all this stuff. So when I'm doing a collection, I like really jump in, and I love textures, and I love just manipulating fabrics and like recreating something. So. Like with the feather, like this thing that you're talking about, like so the organza was cut into various shapes and then it was tea dyed and then it was hand dipped in this other dye and then placed on the bodice. So it looks kind of like it's not feathers, but it looks it does look like feathers. There's so much so, work that goes into these things. It is. No, I mean, but it's a labor of love for right. me. This this I I think of like this this showing that I'm doing on October 26th. I think of it as a performance. Yeah, 
Like I get to do a performance where I get to create this stuff. I have these beautiful models of beautiful hair that's going to be from house salon and, and makeup. And then Grant is, is helping to, he's producing the event. And it's just going to be this beautiful performance where people sit and they get to see these models and these things that I've created. And that is what I do. That's what I love. Okay. So, of course, I put a lot of time and energy into it. Of course. Joy, all yeah. right, before we, we talk about that show, just tell us, like, when yeah. you when will your next class be that you will be teaching, oh, yeah. and what will that be? What will you be teaching? So, uh, my next one will be in the spring. Um, I have it on my website. I can't remember. Is it March or April? Um but not what I with those classes, it's like a really intimate, really amazing experience where people come in and they don't even have to really know how to sew. Okay. I mean, it's helpful if you know how to sew a little bit. But so I have machines here, I have fabric here, I have dress forms here. People come in, they get their dress form, and then I teach them how to do basic draping. Mm-hmm. And we use like I use like just kind of crummy. Um, you know, cotton fabric, um, and people get to learn how to like pin around the body to create a shape of a garment. So they'll start with like doing a skirt, basic skirt, and then do some dresses, and then you know, it kind of. How many there. How many sessions are there? I mean, do you come just for one session, or is it a series? No. It's a it's a it's a series. It's a month long experience where, okay. and it's it's um, two evenings a week. And one Saturday. And it's kind of almost like an open studio. So it's not like people come and the DeVito the whole time. Because I have a lot of people who, you know, they work. And so they're not right. able to come at three. They come at five. They have their own. So it's like it's, it's like independent study almost. And, and what is the website that they go to to find out more about it and to uh, sign up if when they're listed? Yes. Yes. Um my website is joynoel.com. It's J-O-Y-N-O-E-L-L-E.com. Okay. And um, so that's where you can go and see my work. You can see the classes and the workshops, and then you can also buy tickets for my upcoming show. Okay. We don't so. have much time, so let's quickly talk about yep. the show. Okay. It's Thursday, yep. October 26th at yep. the Minneapolis Club, right? At 7 p.m.? That's right. Yep. That's a starting time. People come. They can have a little champagne. I have a... Um, I have a, a accordion player playing Parisian music, and then I have a speaker who's coming to talk about um, the health of our coral reefs and like teach people a little bit about what coral reefs are, mm. what we can do, what's being done. And then after that, then people will be invited to go uh, to view the show. Okay. And then after after the show, then they can see the models up close because you know I spend so much time on these pieces that I want people to see it. Up oh, close. absolutely! So, you need to see them yeah. close up and be able to touch them and all that kind of thing. Where do they get tickets for the show? Uh, same place to at my website, which is joinawell.com. Okay. And if you've never seen Joy's work or you're not familiar with Joy Noel, it is truly an experience. I, I do call her a, a couturier because of the time, the effort, the hand touches, the notions, the fits, all of those things. I mean, reimagining Joy's gowns, just for example, for Fashionopolis is always just a treat because she shows them one way. And then as a producer or a stylist, you get a whole new life of sure. these pieces because they're so spectacular. They're yeah, they're absolutely beautiful, and I I would recommend that anybody just to even even if you're not getting tickets right now or signing up for a class, go to joynoel.com and and check out 
her work. Joy, thank you. Um, we will look forward to the show on uh, October yes. 26th. And thank Can't you for you. giving oh, us have, giving yeah. us some of your behind-the-scenes uh, info. Good luck with okay. everything. Thanks, guys. Thank okay, you. Thank Keep you. sewing. Don't okay. stop. <laughs> I went. I okay. Bye. We'll, we'll be back to wind up Shop Girls right after this. Hate to interrupt Miley. Of course. I like that song a whole lot. Yeah. But we have work to do here at Shop Girls. This is Harmony Kaplan. He's Grant Whitaker, and we are on My Talk 1071. But you must know that if you're tuned in, right? Of course. So um I wanted to talk a little bit because it's only two weeks to Halloween. It is. Do you have your costume? I don't actually. Do you wear a costume on Halloween? I do. Like, do you go just, to a party, or do 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 you wear it to hand out tricks and treats, or what? No, treats. I have gone to a couple of parties. I went to a really great party last year. She was our Halloween expert before. It's um, Jamie Carl of of Surgeon oh, Jane. Oh yeah, sure. She's like the Halloween aficionado. Oh, I mean, like every room, every situation, every doorway, okay. all of that. Yeah. So she threw in the St. Paul Caves last year a, a kind of fun party. Oh, yeah. And what did you wear for that? I went as a warlock. Oh. Like a male witch. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. But you don't have one for this year yet. I don't. Well, you better get yet. going. I know. Um, there are many ideas out there. And InStyle Magazine had a list of 21 clever outfits that you could wear. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the number one costume <laughs> will be. Da 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 da, Barbie. Yeah. Um, there are many versions. My granddaughter, who is six, mm-hmm. will be. I think she's gonna be. Is it the classic Barbie? And my son will be. Weird Barbie. No, he's gonna be Ken, <laughs> Cowboy Ken. Okay, well he's there you go, Cowboy Ken. Well, that's good. So, um, but yes, Weird Barbie is definitely. I bet you anything that we see a lot of the Weird yeah. Barbie out there too. But there will certainly be many of those. Do you watch, um, is it called Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday Adams? Yeah. That's another one that they're saying is going to be really It was big. a great show. I mean, I you know, I guess if that's the kind of thing you like, What's you can wear that kind of costume. Yeah. You know, the Adams family. And the other Ken costume that they say will be big is the Mojo Dojo Ken. Yes. You know, in his fur coat and all that. Um, Ariel from Little Mermaid. Is huge. Uh, yeah. That's another one. You know, Beyonce's costumes from her Renaissance oh, tour right, very huge right. for the season. And I guess Taylor. I mean, she certainly had a lot of um, yes. costume. I thought looks. this one was fun because we both love Ted Lasso. Yes. You could go as Keely Jones. Oh, right. She has some great outfits. Maybe I'll do that. Well, you could also be Ted Lasso. <laughs> I could, but it's not that fun of a costume. Well, you got to get a little mustache. Yeah, but it's not so fashiony. No, you're right. Right? Okay. All right. Well, maybe you could be. You could also go as like Megan, the robot girl. Oh, right. Right. Um, Like as the doll. Doja Cat as Chopet, which is what she wore to the uh, Met Gala. Which was quite fantastic. Yeah, it was. So I guess if you want to get some um, prosthetics and, you know, have the whole cat. You could be Midge Maisel from the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. That, that would be, be a good one. That would be that would be fun because that's a lot of vintage clothing that you could get. The other one that um you know the the show um okay um I just forgot the name of it. There's a bear. Lot. No, is it what's it called? Bear. Chef? 
you know, the one with the chef. Oh, the yes, chef Sydney from the bear. The bear. Yes. I'm right. Well, I was like, I didn't. Gee, I, I've did never you never watch the bear? the bear? I have not. <gasps> You'd like it. Okay. It's really, really good. I'm going to put and, that on my list. Yeah. Then. And there are people, there are two seasons of it so far. Okay. Um, chef Sydney, the girl, and also um, whatever his name is, because all I think of him is chef. But Carmi, Carmi. Got it. Well, speaking of TV, Daisy Jones would be a good one. <gasps> yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. Have you seen that? I have not, but I'm familiar with it. Like, I'm familiar with it because there's some styling notes that people seem to love. Oh, okay. She was also listed as being very Coachella fashion, oh, Daisy Jones. Oh, right, sure, sure. Um, Bridgerton, I, I kind of got over that after the first season, but apparently it's still very popular, and Queen Charlotte has some great Good looks. looks that I guess you could wear. What about, I, they also suggested Janine from Abbott Elementary, you know, oh, she's yeah, the yes. star. Yeah. You know, I guess you could come up with something from that. Well, I, I also love that this could be kind of like just trending and it's super easy. Like you could be, um, you could dress like you were in the show Succession. Oh, right. We yeah. all must have something that could work from that, right? Yeah, right. Well, there's lots of ideas out there, and I'm sure um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Barbies coming to the door. I'm sure we will. Um, all right, we have just a couple minutes. Let's do some steals and deals. Okay, so Grethen House, which is a fabulous store on... Uh, 50th in France, in Edina. They are celebrating the fall season with their semi-annual scratch-off sale. They are. And this goes through tomorrow, so you want to hop on it and get over there. Um, after you finish your shopping, they give you a card, you scratch it off at the register, and you get a surprise discount that could be anywhere from 20 to 50% off. And all sales are final. But I mean, what a good deal! I've I mean, had they really have good luck with fabulous, that. Fabulous, yeah. Uh, things there. They also have a deal online um, that they have twenty percent off right now of your um, overall purchase. Of your purchase, yes. So you might want to go to Grethen House um, online, grethenhouse.com, to check that out too. But um, that's something you want to take advantage of today and tomorrow. Um, also ending tomorrow is the Minneapolis Vintage Market. Um, this is outdo- indoors, excuse me, in the machine shop. Mm-hmm. And you can find vintage clothing and accessories, home goods and all of that. Uh, it's Tomorrow it will be from noon until 4 on Sunday, noon to 4, $10 for early birds from 11 to noon. Love that. Um, the other thing that I that I wanted to mention is there is a new vintage shop with no name. But I'm sure they will come up with one. But you can't miss it because it's in the historic White Castle building in South Minneapolis. It's just opened. It's at 3252 Lindale Avenue South. Justin Schaefer has opened this. He's a a vintage dealer and artist. Uh, I mean, just the location alone would be fun to see. And he apparently has a real eclectic, quirky mix of vintage streetwear clothing, vintage kids clothing, Pee Wee Herman dolls and toys, um, old local band paraphernalia, and more. They have yet to announce their hours. I would check it out, though. 3252 Lindale 
And maybe by next week we'll have a name for it. Yeah. I, unfortunately, we don't have one yet. I also noted yesterday I was at the Galleria. If you're looking for some good outerwear, Trailmark has some really great sales going right now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Really okay. great for men's and women's. That's a good one to know. And the vintage fall crawl that we had talked about, that goes through the end of the month. And there's um, 15, 14, 14 women-owned stores that have joined together. And they're also giving raising money for... Um, a good cause and you can purchase a passport at any of the stores and then go to all of them. They'll be donating to the YWCA in St. Paul and Minneapolis. And that's daily through the 31st of this month. So thank you, Grant. Thank you. It went went fast as always. It did. Um, I hope you all have a lovely weekend and we'll see you back here next week on Chop Girls. Bye-bye.